0: If I can make it interesting, I will, but I gotta, because people relate to that. They relate to the truth, and that's why I fought so hard to get my music heard by everybody. You know, and the disc jockeys would not play black mu- music on white stations because it wasn't popular. They had a pop station. You have an, you're with the R&B and black music and race music. Right. And I said, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm with people music. I'm... I'm. I cried all night
1: long when I found out what your mama told you My mama said, don't cry now girl, I'm gonna tell you what to do And then she said, don't wait till he makes up his mind Put your foot down and get him in me my Now.
2: Hey guys, welcome back to Napalm Nanny and the Shack. I am your host, the one, the only Napalm Nanny. And I'm not gonna lie, this week's episode I had zero clue what to do my research on, then it dawned on me. I've got the story of Motown by Peter Benjaminson sitting in my personal library, so why the hell not let you guys get a sneak peek into my book collection and share some fascinating history on Motown? But before I get into it, you already know what I'm gonna say. Find me on Instagram under Napalm Nanny in the Shack, and if you feel like buying me a cup of coffee, my Venmo is Windex Burns My Eyes. And a huge thank you to the dearest Henry for the cup of coffee. So, Motown was a major part of the 1960s and 1970s. The record label had a number of impressive, talented groups and individuals working for it, like Diana Ross and the Supremes, Martha Reeves and the Vandellas, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles, and the Marvelettes, just to name a few. And besides music, Motown also produced films such as Lady Sings the Blues, Mahogany, and Bingo Long and The Traveling All-Stars, bringing black films and music into the American mainstream. The record label also made international superstars out of kids from Detroit. All this and more made Motown the largest black-owned company of any sort in America, as it was completely owned and dominated by Barry Gordy Jr., which I'll share the eventful story of Barry Jr. for another episode. So the sound that Gordy created stemmed from his roots in Africa and Georgia and his life in mechanized Detroit. Motown itself called the Motown sound a stylized reflection of Afro-American tradition, and the beat took priority and all else was built around it. When Gordy, Abrams, and others wrote the song, I Love the Way You Love, in a car coming back from Cleveland, Ohio after a Jackie Wilson concert, Gordy came up with a rhythm first, then everyone contributed lyrics. The heavy beat was a natural connection to the African past and the mechanized present. Gordy would share, and I quote, rhythm is basic, if you get that, that's what people want. So he would invite local kids to drop by and listen to the early Motown songs, learning that they simply wanted something to dance to, reinforcing the idea that the beat comes first and lyrics second. But before I delve any deeper, here's this week's playlist, enjoy.
1: Finally, I tried my best to grab it, but this thing moved faster than a rabbit. I tried to tried, I knew I had to have it. It ran for me, I tried to call it back. It started running across a railroad track. It slipped and fell, I heard it cry. I covered my eyes as the train roared by. I went back right home. were the queen of the floor, and I loved you so much but I couldn't dance so good. Now you want my ring cause I'm the king but can you dance like I thought you could you better get it
2: The emphasis on a heavy but happy beat not only made Motown Records perfect to dance to, it forced the company's music to become instantly recognizable and highly contagious. You could literally hear the hits coming. Rolling Stone magazine would go on to say, and I quote, The sound mixes with our bloodstreams and heartbeat even before you begin to listen to it. And even if Gordy had not been intent on producing a big beat, he probably would not have been able to avoid it. The first recording studio was a converted room in one of the West Grand Boulevard houses, which gave any instrument played in it a big, booming sound. Initially, he thought it would prevent Motown from producing good records, but it did the opposite. It appealed to listeners and made the sound hard to replicate. Some Motown songwriters said their aim was to mix jazz, pop, gospel, and rhythm and blues and come out with something for everybody. Jazz fans who wouldn't listen to rock and roll would buy Motown records because of the jazz overtones, country and western fans would buy them because the lyrics were so earthy and told a story. Most importantly, the music would appeal to both blacks and whites and both groups would buy records. And an intriguing fact about Motown is where studios in Los Angeles would have musicians bounce around, Motown would have permanent musicians. A house band was signed on as a label grew. Van Dyke led the Motown house band and he estimates that his music was eventually recorded on 200 million records. The sound the band produced was so distinctive that when the musicians tried to pick up some extra cash by playing on an occasional non-Motown record, they often would be discovered as soon as someone at Motown heard it. Then the musicians would be fined for violating their exclusive contract. And once again, before I go any further, here's the rest of the playlist. Enjoy! I've
3: got the rhythm
0: You got, what it takes yeah, yeah. Hey. you got what it takes to set it You got what it takes to set my soul on fire. Oh, oh, yeah. You got what it takes for me. You don't live in a beautiful place. And you don't dress with the best of taste. And nature didn't give you such a beautiful face. But, baby. You got what it takes To satisfy You got what it takes To set my soul on fire And whoa Oh yeah You got what it takes Upon me Up face, but baby, you got what it takes to set You got what it takes to sit my soul on fire. And whoa, oh yeah, you got what it takes for me. And when you're near me, oh we, my head goes around and round. And when you kiss, me, Oh yeah, I love came a time I let down You send me, you don't live in a beautiful place And you don't rest with the best of taste And nature didn't give you such a beautiful face But baby, you got what it takes to satisfy You got what it takes to set my soul down. You got what it takes for me Oh yeah You got what it takes for me mm, You got what it takes for me you Don't need no my clothes But you got what it takes for me
4: I to.
2: So that's it for me guys. I hope you enjoyed the show and I just might dive into my library as a resource more often. I know I enjoy sharing tidbits of my books, and who knows, I might go into actual literature and not just history. And I know I say this every week, but I am sure incredibly grateful to have you guys at the Shack. I really wouldn't be able to do it without you guys. It's what keeps me going, so thank you. And until next episode, I am your host, the one, the only Napalm Nanny. Stay safe out there, you nerds.